My girl's ready to take control. She don't need no what's that? Uh, pain? Pain? Is that the intro? Yeah. I hope you know what we're talking about. <laughs> I sure as fuck don't know what we're talking about. It's been a busy week. What are you launching in? Good morning, James. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks. Welcome back to Australia. <laughs> no, wait, uh, Sydney. That's I've been right. away for a little bit. Yeah. I've been in the nation's capital. Frank goes away for business trips every day. But I'm back now. Yeah. Just for the podcast. Only for you. Well, you're coming. You're going away next week. So I had to come back to get an episode of the podcast. Oh, that's right. For the next. Yeah. But sooner or later, we'll probably do a remote podcast, yeah? Maybe you're in one spot, I'm in another spot. that's fine, yeah. Very easy. Someone has to have this thing, though, this podcast board. We need someone in Sydney mixing yeah. on the mixing deck. Or you could just pack it up, I guess. Yeah, it's, pretty, as well. it's pretty small. It's pretty transportable. Yeah. Remote podcasts. We're an agile workforce. We can do anything. I mean, we've been winging this podcast from the beginning. So. I know. We <laughs> are really winging it today. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm going to call this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the serverless content will just flow out as normal, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. As Although you did want to talk about a little bit of React today too, maybe. Front-end stuff. Yeah, we can talk a bit, a little. A little bit, briefly. maybe not too much. Yeah, I'm not a- Because we've got a lot of serverless stuff to talk about. I don't know if you've seen my React skills. It's mostly- Well, you say that, you know what's funny? <laughs> you always say, oh, you know, my React skills are so bad. And then uh, mid-conversation, if we're talking about a new feature, you'll be like- uh, quoting React documentations from the top of your head, like, oh yeah, we'll just put a portal there, and here's the yeah, I'll just I'll show you guys how to do it. It's fine. Well, the thing is, I know how, but I don't have any patience. I was talking talking about this with someone last night. Like, the more I do, the less patience I have for front end because <laughs> I'm just sick of like Internet Explorer not working. So <laughs> no one can ever be upset at me for a bug because like if if i introduce a bug it's because i didn't test something yeah. whereas in like front end it's like everything could break at any time yeah well we had that safari bug that we didn't know about the yeah date, the date picker so like how dumb was that yeah. like safari just hasn't implemented the html5 spec so the date picker doesn't format dates the html5 <laughs> date picker does not work does in not safari. work in safari yeah. so uh, someone was trying to submit the form and they tried like 32 variants of their birthday <laughs> in this form until they got the right one. And then they had to message us and say, yeah. Well, no, actually I got, I, I was getting the alerts. Yeah, you yeah. fixed it pretty quickly. And then I overnight, I like <laughs> replaced it with a React date picker library. Yeah. Which is horrible. I hate it actually. It could be improved. A lot, yeah. But we don't want to build our own date picker. Hell no. No, not, not unless yet. you, yeah. No. Date pickers are tough. Time is tough. Mm. Time is the worst part of programming. Yeah. Everything should just be in UTC. Yeah. We should yeah, we definitely need to just be in UTC, especially when we like colonize Mars and everything, right? Well, that's the only way I feel. Yeah. Everyone needs to be on the same page. You don't want to be uh trying to tune into your favorite podcast on Mars and then the time's wrong. Like what's the advantage of having all these time zones? Name one. I'm, I'll wait. <laughs> Probably asking like, the wrong person. All, all, all I can think of is that it's like, oh, you go to bed at 10 and you wake up at, you know, seven. Like that's it. Just, yeah. just like the convenience of being able to say that. But how does that benefit us? Maybe we should just go back to sundials, you know, when the sun goes down. No, we, you can't base it on the sun because we're now we're going to be in interstellar, inter... 
globular. Actually, that's true. Yeah. So the, obviously the sundial is not going to work. Oh, that's actually, yeah. So that's what I mean. You have to have like oh, wow, something based on, problem. you need to like pick a time. So like second sense epoch and then just say everyone is now using this mm. and then we'll have some format that's like every, you know, thousand minutes is a, a new unit of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose when we, uh, we can cross that bridge when we get to it, when we get our first customer on Mars. Hopefully. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> we'll add that. I'm just thinking there. about the sake of you know the future of humanity. Yeah, B- very picture. noble of you. Thank you, <laughs> Elon. If you're listening, <laughs> I'll sell you my idea. <laughs> so, if we, well, the other front end thing we were discussing this week was state the state management. management. Yeah, and what we're going to do about that? Because you were like, um, oh, I found this cool state management library. What was it called? State management. Oh, I didn't. What? I don't think I had a state management. What was that observable thing like RxJS? Oh, it's uh, it's like it's not actually a library. It's just a pattern. It's called um, call call bags. Call bags. Yeah. By the guy who made uh, RxJS, and it's a pattern that like makes uh, simple observables, like publish, subscribe observables, with like a minimal amount of JavaScript. So you sort of have the ability to do the same thing that. RxJS does, but cheap without the whole library. That's so is it, is it state management? In a way, yeah. So uh, like an observable can hold state and you can subscribe and unsubscribe and ah, everything. Yeah. Sure. So okay. RxJS uh, can be used as a state management tool mm. as well. Yeah. The, the whole concept of RxJS actually came from uh, the inventor. I don't remember his name. I think it's a .NET uh, tool. So the original Rx maybe was .NET or was C, C++ or something. Uh, he had the idea that instead of treating clicks as like um, an event that like imperatively triggers something, you could like view the clicks as like a series, as a bit of a database, and then you could query the clicks. Oh. And so it's, a, it's a, like an inversion of the way that you view like user input, mm. Rx.js and Rx. So why did you, you found this callbacks uh yeah. Repo. Why did you think that that might be a better option than RxJS? Why not just go for RxJS? Just lighter, that's all. It's, uh, it's probably, probably simpler for people to understand, mm. I think. Um, a lot of the times when you have RxJS, like uh, the juniors will just, uh, you know, they'll make an infinite loop somehow in RxJS and it'll be impossible to debug. Right. It's, yeah, you got pipes on pipes on pipes. Uh-huh. So it can be a struggle. Yeah. I'll have to hop in there and give it a, give it a try. Yeah, but because uh, different way to think about it. I was. It, it's not that I think we should implement it, and I don't think that's the solution for us. We've we've notoriously not used any state management. We have yes. almost no global state. <laughs> we have one context. Uh, I would say that's. Much. I would say that's one of our achievements. It is, yeah. But uh, you know, we're doing double fetching on occasion, which isn't ideal. But yep. like our API response time is like. 10 milliseconds, 15 milliseconds. So it's, yep. it's not noticeable yet. No. As we onboard more and more customers, maybe it'll get up to the 100 milliseconds and then it'll matter. Mm. But uh, not now. Just put a spinner in there. People are happy if you, they can see a spinner. Yeah. A bit of progress. Well, uh, I was thinking one step up from what we do is using this library called React Query, maybe. Oh, yeah. Which is something that you showed me mm. ages ago. And I was like, no, that looks dumb. <laughs> 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 and then uh, now I'm like, oh, maybe this could be okay as like a, a halfway point. Because also like we're, we're struggling to do some of the 
stuff like pagination in React, mm. I think, like that we need to do. Yeah, pagination um, is a more stuff. Yeah, I was thinking about, I was dreaming about pagination last night. Yeah. Because like, we had a fair few users on the platform now. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that list is going to be looking pretty long now. <laughs> yeah, we've got to increase the count. So I, I implemented pagination in the API off the get-go, but we sort of put off the, like, the front-end stuff. So... Yeah, so we just have to keep incrementing the count to like 10,000 <laughs> 10, records per page, which is okay, but uh, you know, it'll, it'll definitely slow down. There's no way for me to optimize some of that stuff without uh, reducing the page size. So. so first step would be React query and see if that solves some of the problems. Yeah, so you can, uh, you can use like a string tag to say, oh, this is the user fetch query. Oh, yeah. you, can, you can bust the cache for that. Uh, it handles all of the like, you essentially wrap a fetch query or, or something and you can throw and then it, it can handle doing uh, like recalling it with more pagination tokens. And it can also handle like if you, you can set like a cache duration for a response so you don't make the same call twice, that sort of thing. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. So that means right now the configuration for our businesses is called three times on a page, but because they're all happening at the same time, they would all be resolved with one query. So it's sort of the advantage of, I don't know if you've used, um, did you, what did you use with GraphQL? Did you use GraphQL? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Apollo, right? Apollo, yeah. We used um, Relay mm. and uh, that is like, it batches all the queries. Like when you would load a page, this I can sort of see is sort of being like a, a, a little bit of a move towards that, like uh, batching yeah. uh, queries all at once in a way. Yeah. Like with minimal effort but without having to like use GraphQL and like screw yourself. Yeah, Apollo did have, uh, there was some external package that we had to use to batch all our queries for that same kind of thing. Yeah, did you have like a, so did you have like a query document that was sent like on each page and it was like all of the the data was fetched all at once from the like, it, they it was at the it was router like, le- like, level. It was done, there was like batch resolving. I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was- uh, Fragments, did you have fragments? No, we didn't have fragments. Oh, wow. Thank God, lucky you. <laughs> but uh, at the time, Relay Relay was losing its popularity, so we chose to use Apollo. Is it not popular? Well, I think they just changed Relay recently. So yeah. it probably needs a re-look at it. I think it's a lot better now. Well, I mean, it's for GraphQL, so I'm not interested. No, in exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we even Don't talking about <laughs> Fuck GraphQL <laughs> and AppSync. That's right, I said it again. <laughs> no, AppSync's great. And so is GraphQL for everyone out there who's using it. Just not for us. Or but, anyone uh, else that I talk to <laughs> <laughs> and I vehemently, vehemently recommend against. But, um, well, the others, then, then we're like, oh, what state management are we going to use? And I've been keen to have a look at Recoil. Yeah. Because that's uh, quite popular. Give me now. an explanation. Can you? No, I, I, oh. <laughs> I looked at Recoil like maybe three, four months ago. And I'm like, oh yeah, this might be cool if we need state management. And then we haven't used it, haven't needed state management, so... That knowledge has left my brain. And then you only asked me the other day, so I'm like, I couldn't even remember the name of it. It doesn't even matter though. That's the thing. Like it's so unimportant, our, our state management solution right now. Yeah. So, But there's so many articles matter. on the internet about uh, which React state management should I choose. Yeah. It's, it's the hot topic. Mm. But uh, now all of the articles are saying uh, the future of... Re- I think I sent you this article. Yeah. It's like the future of React state management is no state management. That's us. <laughs> we're in the future. We were, we were ahead of the curve, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just not, like with my experience with Redux, I wasted so much time writing code that didn't actually do anything just to manage state. Yeah, like the three different loading 
states. Yeah, and then even if sometimes I just want to do a little request, and then I have to write all this boilerplate code just to put it in the. It was hectic. In yeah, the, in the library, in the. And then people container. throw it into everything. Like every React app has Redux. We had an app that w- was Relay. So Relay has its own global store. Ah, oh, does it? And then we also had <laughs> Redux on top of Relay, nice. which was great. That's the best. Yeah, so we had like four different state management libraries at one point in one of the apps that I worked on. Isn't that great? Can you imagine the frustration and pain? So powerful. Where's the global state <laughs> gone today? <laughs> Depends on which page you clicked on in which order okay. where that state is. Well, that's the thing. When you, when you don't have it, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Exactly. Solves that whole problem. We just get the data there, yeah. whatever we want. Yeah. And then also like we don't have to worry about like cache busting. Caching's hard. Caching's the hardest part yeah. of the whole software thing. So just don't do it. Just make everything optimized. Mm. No caching allowed. Exactly. And what else? Uh, yeah, I've used RxJS with, uh, with Angular as well. So, But those are like injected services that have state themselves. So, What's the main state management library for Angular? Rx. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's a stream. I have to give Angular a try too. Yeah, it's it's chunky, but uh, I think it with I think you'd end up probably with a more maintainable product uh, than you would. Yeah, it depends on who's obviously building it. If someone, if everyone on your team is an expert in React, then you'll end up better. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, who cares? React. I don't care. Do. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <Who cares? laughs> Front end so boring. Anyway, why would you even try? <laughs> so what else you've been doing? You've been doing like. Some cool serverless stuff this week. Instead of using third parties, you've just been building shit. Well, we, we handle Image some sensitive PDF stuff, right? Yeah. Like people upload uh, their like driver's license and that sort of thing. Yep. So I'm not really interested in sending that off to Cloudinary no. for all that stuff. No, no so, way. So uh, I did some research. highly secure. That's right. So there's no, like none of our actual data goes anywhere outside of our subnet ever. Mm. Uh, unless you're like, the user itself. Yeah. So uh, instead of using a third party, uh, there's this really great library called Sharp. Have you heard of it? So this For is images. Image processing, right? Yeah. So what was the goal? Like, uh, what, did, what did you want to do? So we'll jump into how you fixed it. Yeah. So one is uh, I wanted to have thumbnails because yep. before we were just accepting uh, like any size and shape image. And yep. then we weren't really able to display anything because yep. we would have had to download the whole thing, which is up to 25 megabytes. Mm. And uh, that's a bit big to chuck on because that's just a 25 bit. times bigger than the gzipped entire <laughs> like React app at a, a normal company. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so uh, I, I, I tried a couple different image processing libraries and this one seemed to be the one that was the fastest. Mm. Um, worked out really well. It was actually much easier than I expected. So the goal was that when a user uploads an image of something, a, I can validate that uh, I can decode the image so that it's a, an actual image and it's not like an executable uh, masked yeah. as a JPG. Sure. Uh, and then I can also uh, guarantee that, uh, yeah, like it's actually viewable and that it's a correct size and it doesn't go over anything. So I can actually load the buffer into Sharp and say, show me statistics for this and that will throw if yep. it's an invalid so i like actually manipulated some of the bytes on some images and uploaded them and it rejected so i was pretty uh-huh. happy with that yep. so no one can upload a broken image to oh, our site nice. now so. yeah and then so sharp sharp processes the image and then you save another copy of the 
image resized? Not on upload. So uh, for uploads, yep. all I do is I load and then verify. Right. So uh, for I won't talk about PDFs yet, yep. but for images, we load that into Sharp Get Statistics and that's, uh, it tells us whether or not it's valid. Yep. Um, for the thumbnails, uh, because we don't really know what the size of the thumbnails or anything are going to be, I implemented like a a get thumbnail endpoint, generate thumbnail, yep. uh, and it'll return like a signed S3 URL. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it, so it'll first when you send the request, it'll head the bucket, like head the the key for where it thinks it should be. Mm-hmm. They all have a standard name, so it's like file ID uh, width five hundred, uh, height two hundred. Right. Yep. So if it has the right file ID and the right width and height, then like it'll always be in the same place. Yep. Yeah, and so we use UIDs, so like we're never going to actually overwrite another file or access a different file. Yeah, head it highly unlikely. It's, uh, I think the it is possible. It's possible after like uh, what five hundred million end of years. The user. Yeah, it's <laughs> which is impossible. So yeah, it never happened. Should be fine. It never will happen. <laughs> However, I do lose sleep over it. <laughs> Put on the risk register. No, I'm not. That's not. That's a sin. Nah, I'm not doing that. Joking. But uh, so, and, and if it's not there, Sharp actually will resize it to the dimensions requested. And then I've locked down the API, so you can only uh, ask for a couple different types. Oh, and cool! So you can't just like bomb us with you know yep. 500 different resize requests. Nice. Yep. So on the upload, what does Sharp do? Just verify the image. Yep. And how does Sharp run? Is that in a Lambda or? Yeah, that's a, just a a library. Node. Mm-hmm. Node library? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then... Uh, Has to be on the back end. Can't verify it in the front end. Other, otherwise, someone's going to... I didn't know if you like to use to Node or Python or... you know. Oh, right now. I didn't know if you would make the sinful choice. I wanted the fastest... I, the, the whole thing, everything that we just spoke about, I did in uh, under a day. Yep. So probably about six hours. Because I do know... I think there's a, a, a Python library called Thumbball maybe. Yeah. Have you heard of that one? No. Okay. I, I don't think, use Python. I think it does a similar thing. I think it's like shittier JavaScript. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. No Python. <laughs> Not allowed. No. Yeah. So that's cool. That's actually uh, that's actually great. Yeah. So we now have that capability, uh, and it it uh, it's also a retroactive feature because we already had document uploads and everything, but we yeah. weren't really displaying thumbnails. So now we can display thumbnails. Yeah. I can't um, display PDF thumbnails without making our code base GPL, unfortunately. What's um, that? It's a license that means that everything has to be open source. So it's a closed source code base. So can't really do that. What? Yeah. Hold on. Back up a second. Mm. What is this? I didn't know about this. GPL. What's yeah. that? It's like a license. You know how there's like MIT, GPL, all yes. these different licenses? Yeah. yeah. Uh, GPL. And I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure GPL is the license that is like has to be, if you use it in your code base, it has to be Open source. open source. So like if you import a package that has a GPL license, it has to be open sourced. MIT is like the do anything license, right. which is what all of our packages. Yep. So I do this, <laughs> you don't even, you probably don't know. I, I actually like grab the like license uh, information from all of the packages that we have and I make sure that we don't have any GPL or other restrictive licenses. That's right. So we only it's have CTO energy. pretty much only MIT licenses nice. that we have. We don't really install too many packages anyway. So, so the GPL, what... What package uses a GPL license? Uh, there is a, a libvps, I think it's called, which is like a, a, I don't know, like an image processing thing. And that's what Sharp says. You have to, you have to compile it and actually load it yourself to be able to use PDFs. Uh-huh. So no licensing dramas if we go with just the 
if we don't have PDF thumbnails. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, there's other like libraries that do it, but then they want you to install binaries onto Lambda. Mm. They're not written straight in Node, which I'm not interested in. Yep. So just display the icon for PDFs. There might be Lambda layers for that, maybe, is there? Yeah, but then you have the additional runtime. It still has to load it. And then yep. also all of those libraries are super slow. Mm. And I, I don't know, do you expect to see a thumbnail of a PDF? Like I'm trying to think where I see thumbnails of PDFs. Nah, not really. Yeah, normally it's like a, a, a little photo of a document. Exactly, Yeah. You click it. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to have any issues. No. Nah. And also I think it'd be misleading if you show a thumbnail of a document and it's a PDF yep. and it's not clear that it's a PDF yeah. and they don't click it and they don't read the whole thing. Yeah, it yeah. might actually be better just to display an icon which clearly yeah. shows PDF. If it's a one-page image, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you might communicate it better with yeah. an illustration rather yeah, exactly. than a picture. Yeah, because yeah. then they have to open it. Yeah. That or we would have to load it and like display it somehow in an iframe, but I couldn't figure that out. So. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. So then what happened with the PDF stuff? The uh, PDF processing as we, well. We do some document signing and everything. So well, Hold on, sorry. Yeah. Can we go back one yeah, second? Yeah, yeah, let's go. So is there a third-party library to do the image processing? Sharp, yeah. Is that what you mean? Like a paid library. Like, is there a paid service that you could do this with? Like Cloudinary or something. Yeah. Like, there's heaps of them. Is there? Most people use them. Ah. So most people use a CDN. Um, I can't remember what they're called. They're, I've used three. We both worked at a place that used one as well. Mm. Um, and so they, they, what those CDNs let you do is you upload images, and then you can request them with any dimensions, and the, the CDN handles the stuff that we just okay. talked about. And all you do is you say, give me 300 by 500. So you probably just pay for like storage, maybe. You pay for storage and the processing yeah. and then they handle the caching, yeah. all the uptime and stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah. But this service that you've built, like how much maintenance is required for it? Now that it's, it's very small. It's only it's only probably four files. Now that and it's uh, built, like will you will there be future development work that needs to be done on it? Like long term, if you long term we could move to a third party, but yeah, we'd would, have like, to would you talk that? to or, them. Okay. It'd be a risk because okay. we would be sending people's stuff there. So yeah, sure. I'd rather not. I know you like full control anyway. Yeah. Own I, your own code. As much as possible. Yeah. 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 It, at least in the beginning. I don't, because it, it's so easy to just like slap a, one of these uh, libraries against it. You might as well. And then you're not tied into this stuff. Like migrating off of one of these third party services for document ah. stuff is a nightmare because you have to download it and then you have to have like a migration plan. Yeah. Right. Whereas if I want to go from what I have now to a third party, mm. I essentially just like put the file there and then that's it. Mm. Yeah. Also, we have to authorize access to our documents. We're not doing e-commerce. Like, yep. So my internal authorization logic has to be applied for every single document, which yep. I would have had to learn how to do with these other services. How do you do authorization? When Probably signed URLs more than likely. Ah, yeah. It's so similar to what S3 does, but yep. either way. Safer this way. Signed URLs are pretty easy to use, aren't they? Yeah. It's a good system. I'm Like if I was building a social media platform in a heartbeat, I would have used a third party more than likely. Mm. Well, not now. It's so easy. It was so stupidly easy to use Sharp and just resize the images. Mm. So it's not that easy in Ruby. It was more, It's more of a nightmare to implement it in other languages. Sure. But with Node, with Sharp, well, man, that was like straightforward. And it's also fast. Mm. So processing, our cap is 25 megabytes. Yeah. Processing a, the 25 megabyte uh, image on Lambda, so I tested this in development, I think was only uh, two seconds, the first and the, the first call. And subsequently, because of the head request, only like 
it's only like a uh, hundred milliseconds or something. Mm. So yeah. Responsive. Very responsive. So then you done PDFs. Yes, yeah. You just build Those ser- are documents one too. service a day. Is that you normal? Is that how you do it these <laughs> days? <laughs> well I've gotten I've I've uh, I figured out that like I'm the person doing all of it. So yeah, you're the I, person. I just make it. You only just figured that out. No, no, but I like I, I typically write it in a way that it's like oh it's accessible, right? But then I at this point I'm like, I, I just need to get the like <laughs> yeah, just get it. We in. need to get the startup to break even. Yeah, so that's right. I'm you know start slinging. I just sling, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm doing about a service a day. Yeah. You, you wrote a ticket. <laughs> or one of us wrote the ticket that said, make the certifications API. And then oh. that took me one day <laughs> to do oh. the entire API. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, the issue is now I have to do the front end, which is so Your favorite painful. part. You've been waiting for that. Yeah. So I just like- Get that back the end Jason, out of the way so you could get into the front end where you Which is the, ooh, so much fun. <laughs> but the thing is, I've made it so ergonomic to like handle authorization and testing that like it only takes me- because it's it's my code anyway. It only takes me like a couple minutes to like get a standard service working. Yep. I've sort of bent serverless uh, to my will. <laughs> like it, at the beginning of the project, it, you, like I had to make heaps of files, but I added, I, oh, actually this is another thing. I added code generation, which, uh, you know, people probably won't like in future. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I discussed with you before, I don't like code generation when the code is generated and then it's static and you commit that. That's, I don't, but if the code generation is run at build time, that's fantastic because then you can alter the behavior if you have to. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Instead of manually writing a whole bunch of handlers, I introspect like what paths am I expecting and then I can oh, actually yep. generate files that do all the boilerplate oh, okay. kind of stuff. Yeah, that's okay. So I've been doing that. I would prefer that. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. So I just, and it's literally- There's so much boilerplate on the handlers. Yeah, so I, I, I got rid of as much as, as, yeah, much as possible by good. generating it. And like when I, I think I discussed, we did the mono lambda, like instead of like manually having to go through and like add the import statement to the HTTP handler, mm-hmm. I have a script that looks for every, uh, I use a library called glob from node. Mm-hmm. And then I look for every file inside of a directory called handlers with an extension of .ts. And then I, cop, I make an import statement in the root. Uh, so yeah. then I, I no longer have to even think about anything. I, I write the handler with what the expected method is and yep. then I write the implementation. It's I very suppose fast. the only downside I suppose is someone who's not familiar with the code base. You'd need to kind yeah. of explain to them how it works. So that's why I resisted doing that stuff in the beginning but yep. at this point like no one's yeah no one's rolling onto it yet. That's no, fine. When they do I'll make it, do it more ergonomic. Go for gold. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> anything that saves time. Yeah. Well it is annoying when you're writing the same thing over and over and you think like what's the point of this? Yeah. And there are things that get put off, but then as soon as I did it, I actually like productivity cranked up quite a bit. Oh, that's Because I, I wasn't distracted by that. Yeah, if it's helping productivity, then that's a pretty big uh, benefit. Yeah, it's hard to know when the time to actually make those changes are, though. Mm. So, anyway. You've got to go with your feelings, don't you? Yeah. When it feels like it's time, it's time. It's time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Well, you... you uh, the way you normally work is like you'll do some good coding at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. when you're like in the flow of things, I feel. Yeah. So when you get to 1 a.m. and you're like, you know what, this is a little bit wrong, then you'll just like in two or three hours, you'll just sling it together so it's better. Yeah. 
and then just pass out in front of your computer at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and then wake up for stand Isn't up. Isn't that at, the start of life? Wake up for stand up at 9 uh, Good morning. 9.07. <laughs> <laughs> I'm notoriously late for stand ups. It's not that I don't go to work. <laughs> it's just that <laughs> it's not my peak hour early. Yeah, Joseph and I just uh, sit there chatting, waiting for you to turn up. Like a, like a prima donna. <laughs> Is that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but. um. Yeah, so then you've done the PDF stuff too. Yeah. Uh, so that was a bit of a, that was an interesting one. That one took probably two days. Because, ah, uh, <laughs> oh, you went over schedule double on that time. one. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it. But uh, so we have a, so what was the goal an first? e-sign thing. Tell me first. Yeah. So business objective, we have an e-sign system and yeah. to e-sign, you have to be able to provide a, co- a copy of the thing that was signed. Yeah. Um, so if there's a PDF document, we need to have the, e-signature yep. along with the uh, document that was signed. Sure. Uh, so yeah, that means that you have to merge two PDFs or change a PDF essentially. Yep. And then also for our like super decks, you have to be able to provide that to the person. So I needed something that both could like add PDFs to another PDF, mm. uh, like merge them, which is not widely supported. Mm. Most people don't have that use case. Yep. And then the other... Uh, Thing that I needed was the ability to like just like have the responses to inputs just be rendered in a PDF as fast as possible. So I used two libraries actually. Oh, yep, yep. Which is a bit overkill for me. I was quite upset about it. <laughs> I actually started writing my own rendering library in the beginning because <laughs> I've done it before. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a there's PDF dash lib, yep. which is one, which is like it's a lower level library that other libraries are based on. Mm. Uh, but that one you have to like do the actual. So if you want centered text, you have to do the math to do the centered uh-huh, text. Wow. So yeah, you ask like how like you can ask of the renderer like how long is the character width of each character, yep. that sort of thing, and then you have to actually calculate. All right, here's a line break, here's a line break, sure. and then you have to define your own behavior for if it goes over or it's outside of the bounding box. Sounds cool. All very tough. Yeah, I've done it. Like I actually had to do that elsewhere, yep. um, in a different language. But uh, I decided instead of me writing a rendering engine, which I started for about an hour. Mm. I was like, uh, I, I don't even remember what the algorithm is. So uh, I just use React PDF, which I've used again before. Yeah. And then I, I use those two libraries in different ways. If okay. there's a PDF document and it has to be merged with another PDF, I have that library concatenate them which uh, library? safely. React PDF? PDF-lib. Because oh, it's yep. the only Node library that I could find that could actually concatenate sure. PDFs. Yep. And then... Uh, or alter them. So PDF lib also you can like load a PDF and then like print text over the top of it, like a void or whatever, that sort of stuff. Which you can't do in like React PDF. You can't load a PDF into React PDF. React PDF though has the niceties of I don't have to write my own uh, text centering uh, algorithm. Mm -hmm. So it, or rendering engine. I just like say there's 32 inputs and they all have these values. Yep. And then I copy paste the same thing. You saw the PDFs. Yep. They're all like... <laughs> Looks great. Well, it could actually look the same as the front end if I yeah. spent time on it. But I was like, oh, I'll just... No, I think it looks good. Form fields. But I, when I look at data and text, I just love the most simplest, rawest it's true. way of reading it. I don't yep. like the niceties and bells yeah. and whistles. Product managers love the bells and whistles. No. Though. I was thinking someone's going to ask me to put a logo on here. Oh, <laughs> I would never, I would never ask that of you. <laughs> you, you will. <laughs> yeah, I've got a note there actually yeah. to ask for logos soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do have that note. Well, that's good. So that's another one you've solved. It is, yeah. 
Is there a th- is there a paid service for that as well? Same. Same thing. Well, no, I think I don't really know what you would use for that. Mm. That one, that one actually. I'm sure there's like uh, cloud convert services where maybe like there's some special magical invocation you could memorize, mm. but that's about it. We're going to have to cut for break. I think so. This is a break. We're going on break. No, we're not breaking. Oh, we're still going. <laughs> no break. There's no, we don't do breaks. This is raw and unedited. Yeah. Actually, we'll just wrap it up and then, uh, yeah. you know what? <laughs> Such well, a professional podcast. You well, can Joe, tell we've really blocked out a lot of time for this one. Our, our fellow co-founder is in the lobby of the building waiting for us yeah, to let him in. So. It's not very nice of us to leave him down there. But we do have to finish the outro song, so we can't speed that up at all. No, we just have to sit here awkwardly. And do talk. our plugs. <laughs> every Wednesday, isn't it? We upload every Wednesday. It's on the iTunes. On the iTunes. It's on everything. If it's not somewhere, just tell me. Someone told me it's not there. It's there now. <laughs> I don't remember where it... I was a little intoxicated when they told me and I uploaded it at that moment. <laughs> so, And um, we need to... We've got a few questions that need to be answered from our Discord channel. Oh, that's right. Channel. We didn't answer those Discord questions. But we'll get to that. We'll do it in the next episode. We'll do one tonight. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. All right. Okay, everyone. Have a nice day. Damn, this death has taken a long time this time. It feels really bad to leave Joseph outside this this long. Oh, there we go. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. <laughs>